Hi, my name is Mike Dillard, and this is Self Made Man, the podcast for those who want to leave their mark on the world and create a legacy of honor, integrity, and achievement in every aspect of your life. I'm glad you're here, and once again, it is time to forge your destiny. There are very, very few business opportunities out there that truly impress me these days. But what you're going to learn about today from our guest, Brian Page, is definitely one of them. A few years ago, Brian found himself at a point in life where he needed a plan B. His background was in real estate, but after the market crash, he found himself on the sidelines. Now, as many people have over the past few years, he started looking into short-term rentals on Airbnb, and he saw a huge opportunity there, but there was one big problem. He didn't have the funds needed to buy a house that he could then list on the platform. Personally, I've often thought about buying and renting out properties on Airbnb as well, but I just don't want to spend a substantial amount of money acquiring those properties. Well, that's when Brian came up with a solution that completely rocked my world. Instead of buying properties, he rented them, and then he placed them on the short-term markets of Airbnb, HomeAway, and VRBO. Each home might cost him $2,000 a month to rent, but he was making five dollars to $6,000 a month from his Airbnb guests. Within a year, he'd acquired control of dozens of properties, all of which were making him income, and he didn't have to invest a dime into any of them. It's without a doubt one of the most brilliant and exciting opportunities that I have ever seen, where you can literally build a real estate empire within a few years without any kind of seed capital or without any risk exposure to the markets. And the best part is that Brian has automated the entire process. Everything from cleaning and servicing the homes to wowing his guests with gifts, is outsourced. He can literally run his empire from his cell phone on a beach, and today he's going to share the entire strategy with you. If you're currently looking for a way to replace your income and potentially build a massive income stream, this is the single best opportunity to do so that I have seen in years. Please help me welcome Brian Page. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that we have yet to discuss here on the podcast in two years, but that we should have by now. Frankly, there just aren't that many authority figures out there when it comes to the topic, and that is making money on Airbnb. I've got a few friends here in Austin who have started a couple of years ago, and they've put a couple of properties under their belt, and they're making you know three, dollars $4,000 a month just renting out houses on Airbnb. And you can actually turn this into a multiple six, seven-figure business. And to help us walk through that process here today, we're joined by Brian Page. So Brian, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you, Mike. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited about this topic because it's something that I've thought about you know, over the years. I've seen my friends do, and I'm like, wow, that's a really good idea. I should probably do that. But I just haven't taken the time to really learn how it works and so I'm really excited uh, to have you on here today because I think that this is something all of us should look into. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's a fascinating business once you learn about it. I think it's the new way to do real estate. And this uh, sharing economy thing, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely huge nowadays. Well, how did you get into this? Well, let's see. A few years ago, uh, actually many, many years ago, as a real estate investor, I was, I was flipping homes back in the early 2000s and, and did really well with it up until you know, everything stopped when the big bubble collapsed. And so I ended up uh, basically you know, losing all my properties, virtually bankrupt, and having to start over again. And so I wasn't really anxious about the idea of going out and getting more mortgages and taking on debt again and starting over that way. 
And so I really didn't know any way to get back into real estate, except that I was renting a two bedroom apartment. I had lost my home that I was living in. It was really bad. I, I literally had my own personal residence foreclosed on. And so I was just renting uh, an apartment and I had a roommate. And at that point, he, uh, at one point he moved out and I thought, you know what, this Airbnb thing sounds kind of cool. I'm going to list that room just kind of on a, on a whim. And it ended up bringing in enough money to actually pay the rent and all the utilities on the place. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. So what would happen if I could go get a standalone property? I I used to be a landlord. I knew how to manage properties. I thought, let's try this. And I just found a little apartment a couple blocks away. This little old lady had behind her house. And I just asked her, can I, can I list it on Airbnb? And she said, yeah. And so I leased it from her, turned around, put it on the site. And the first month, uh, I I made roughly double the rent. And by the next month I was making triple the rent. And it was just like, I, I, my, I was, my brain was blown because I couldn't believe you could make that much on a little one bedroom apartment. Well, and that's what, that's what really caught my attention. You know, when we were, we were discussing your, your story earlier before the webinar was the fact that you didn't go out and have to buy a house yeah. to rent. You, yeah. you don't have to own any real estate to make money with Airbnb. And I've just, frankly, that never occurred to me because I didn't think the margin would be there. I didn't think that you'd be able to lease a property from somebody else because they're going to want however much they want and then be able to turn around, flip it, not essentially flip it, but flip the nights, if you will, on Airbnb and still make a nice margin for yourself. That had never occurred to me. And that's the brilliance of what you're doing. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's an old, old concept. The concept of hosting people on a nightly basis is as old as time, right? The inns, biblical times. But the new technology is that you can now do this in any kind of property. You can do this on a yacht. You can do this in a, in a, uh, a tree house. I mean, you can do this with a, with a condo or a house. It doesn't really matter. I can put it on Airbnb. And the idea is we're doing the same business the hotels do. It's no different than what a hotel does. Somebody owns the hotel. They have a mortgage on the hotel, but they turn around and they make money on a nightly basis. And so when you rent a property, let's say you rent a property for, I don't know, let's say $1,500 a month and you divide that by the number of days in a month, say 30 days, that's $50 a day. That's what it costs you for that property. But that same unit could make a hundred or $200 a night on Airbnb. And so even if you don't get every night filled on your calendar, the profitability difference is just massive. And I've seen this work now for, for thousands of students now that I've got the privilege of teaching around the world because Airbnb is in basically every country in the world. And I've seen it work. It's just really, really fascinating uh, well, business. Tell us how it it grew with you because you didn't stop with one house. No, I didn't. Well, what I did my very first month, you know, I had my little room in my place that I was using on Airbnb. And then I got this little standalone apartment and it took me talking to several owners before I found one that would let me try this harebrained idea. And, and once I had her kind of, you know, in, in my system and it was working, then I approached other owners and I said, Hey, this lady over here, it's working great for her. I'll use her as a reference. And then other people started saying yes. And so what I did is I added one property per month. That was my goal. And my, I ended up in the very first six months on Airbnb, I made a little over $115,000 and then over $300,000 my first year. And I, it wasn't much to get these properties. I mean, we're talking, you know, first rents, first month's rent and deposit, right? And then occasionally I, some of the properties were furnished, some of them weren't. So if I had to furnish them, I had to put a little bit more, more money in. But the return on investment was just insane, right? Because to buy a property, you'd have to come up with at least 10 or 20% down. So that's tens of thousands of dollars for a typical property. And it might take you years to get that money back. Whereas this, I'm putting down a few thousand bucks and I'm getting back 
one, two, three thousand dollars a month. And that that kind of I just kept doing that. I kept building up my portfolio and I got up to where I had a whole bunch of properties. It was just incredible. And I never had to buy anything. Yeah, that's amazing. So I've got a few questions because I have found that throughout my career, the difference between people who are successful and those who aren't are the details. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a couple of questions come in. One, you've got to get permission, right, from the the property course, owner. Written permission. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then two, you've got to know essentially the property demographics. You've got to have some kind of idea of how many nights you could expect to rent that out for per month and at what rate. And yep. then what it's going to essentially cost you from an overhead perspective. And I'd love to get into that here in a little bit. But did you just kind of figure that out through experience? Uh, you know, I know that's what you teach your students now, but tell us how that works. How do you identify the right property and know that you're, you've got a real opportunity here to, to make some money and, and that it's not going to just be kind of a, a vacant you know, rental, if you will? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great question. I, and nowadays, I'm, very, I'm a lot more sophisticated than I was in the beginning. I've, right. I, I now teach my students exactly how to do this uh, as far as locating and analyzing a property and figuring out what it can earn. There's all kinds of software tools online now that, that basically scrape data from Airbnb and can tell you with pretty you know, direct accuracy, hey, this is what this property could earn on the site. Mm. So it's, there's a whole lot more info now than when I started. Now, when I started, it was kind of just all gut. Like I had a little room that was making me a couple thousand dollars a month. And I thought, well, if a room can make a couple thousand and I can go get a rental for 1500 bucks, then I know the rental, which is an entire one bedroom apartment, essentially a separate apartment will make more than $2,000 because it's in the same neighborhood. Right. And so that's what I did. I just went and got it. Didn't really know what it was going to do. And then as soon as I listed it, boom, I mean, off to the races, I'm, I'm you know, to be, to be able to make even a thousand dollars a month on a little tiny one bedroom is just not normal. Like in the real estate world, you know, you rent a place, a little one bedroom, and you might make a couple hundred dollars a month after you pay all your expenses and your insurance and all that stuff. But with Airbnb, you know, it's, it could be 10 times that amount and, and it varies depending on what market you're in. And I've seen this work in big cities. I've seen it work in small towns. I've got students that are in, in 10,000 you know, po- population of towns of, of 10,000 people where they're, uh, you know, catering to college students. I see them in large cities. I see them in, in tourist areas and non-tourist areas. And, you know, it's, it's incredible to see all the different ways that you can do this because there's such a demand. And the interesting thing about Airbnb is that the, the, the number of people that are joining the platform, I just read this, this number, it's 1.5 million per week. 1.5 million a week are joining Airbnb, not to host, but to travel. And right now, the number of travelers versus hosts is like 15 to 1 or something. It's, it's insane. So it's just a new way that people are deciding, hey, I don't want to stay in a hotel. I want to stay in private private properties. So, pretty here, cool. so here in Austin, I live in downtown. And mm-hmm. I don't know the exact details. I've just kind of heard through the grapevine that Austin is one of those cities that really crapped on Airbnb rentals. And they're <laughs> forcing you to have a license or a token or some kind of official city approval where there's a limited number of of yes. licenses they give out right so how does that work that is very true there are places in the country where let's say they're airbnb unfriendly cities and this is what you're seeing with not just airbnb home uh, all kinds of sharing economy companies like uber you know uber was violently opposed in vegas and eventually they won you know and this is the same thing with airbnb according to the the, the actual company airbnb they say that 80% of places they operate in are fully, you know, totally legal and fine to operate in. 
10% of them are what they call in transition where, you know, the technology basically is outpacing the laws and the rules and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then there's 10% of cities like New York, for example, in Manhattan, where they just really discourage it. And in San Francisco and several cities like that. So what I found is that with my students that have done this is that I encourage them, hey, look, if you're living in an area like, for example, Austin or New York City, where it's restrictive, I have a student, several students in New York City, actually, and they just simply go across the river to New Jersey. And that's where they get their listings. They look within an hour radius of where they live and they get listings there. So you don't have to do a property that's literally in your backyard. And so it's 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 really, you know, the, the owner, Brian Chesky of Airbnb says you can't stop an idea whose time has come. And the thing is, it's not going anywhere. This whole concept of sharing economy and Airbnb and Uber and all these technologies are shaking things up. And unfortunately, we're in that transition phase. But the good news is it provides an incredible opportunity for those people who are getting into the wave early because it's projected that this this thing is going to continue growing at the astronomical rate it's growing for many, many years. So I am immediately tempted to hire a young hungry individual mm-hmm. to essentially go out, identif- help me identify and then manage these properties, right? Mm-hmm. Because the management side is a big part of this. You've got to essentially be the ho- hotel caretaker, right? So yep. walk us through what's required from a management perspective. Well, that's a great question because that's something that I geek out on and I love to teach. And it's something that nobody else in the world teaches like I do. So what I do is I not only teach you how to build the business, and that's that's what I learned, but I got to a point where I had so many properties and so many guests were checking in and out of those properties that I was basically turned into a front desk person. I was running my own distributed hotel, right? And so I'd get messages from guests at two in the morning or I'd get, hey, can you deliver me more towels or when can I check in or can I book? I was just crazy. And so I realized that my life was running this thing. And so I had to figure out a way to outsource and automate everything. And so that's what I now do is I teach people how to basically take 95% or more of the day-to-day operations and just walk away from them. And now it's really cool because there's services online that allow you to do this. And there's ways to do this where you can literally step out of your business and give it a very small portion of your profits, let's say two or 3% of your profits to have somebody manage all this for you. And then, then you're talking about being able to scale and not have to work, you know, more than those four or five hours a week to manage everything. And I got the idea from Tim Ferriss. I met Tim and I actually, I read his book when it was still a manuscript and I thought it was the most brilliant thing I ever read, the four hour work week. And I basically took those ideas and I applied them directly to what I was doing with Airbnb. And so now I'm able to teach my students to, to once I got three, four or five properties, they're at a level where they can start automating. And I say, look, you need to automate every single thing that doesn't require your involvement. And really, the only thing that requires your involvement is finding properties, acquiring your next property. You know, I've always had an idea when I was considering getting into this a couple of years ago of acquiring the most marquee properties I could in Austin. So Mm -hmm. properties that are downtown, that are very unique, that are very appealing, and that would demand the highest premium price possible. Specifically, Mm -hmm. I want all the musicians, when they come into town, I want them to rent my specific spots. And when South by comes in or ACL comes in, I want Facebook and Google and Apple to rent them for private parties or for their execs or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the idea that I had around doing that is one, you've got to f- find the right place, but two, then you have to brand it. And so putting kind of a brand or a company name, almost like your own Hilton Hotel or your own Four Seasons, you've got your personal portfolio of premium properties 
that start to develop their own history and story, right? So if you start to get a few celebrities come in, you start to build that wall of you know autographed pictures, right? Where yeah. people come in and they get to see, wow, this person stayed here and this person stayed here. And then all of a sudden, you're no longer competing with any of the properties in your city. It kind of takes on a life of its own. And then you get to build your own branded website, right? In addition to yeah. the listings, so that if you expand into San Francisco or into LA or New York or whatever, you've almost got this own little mini, like you said, distributed hotel brand that provides a level of service and expectations that people become accustomed to. No, that's happening right now. It's absolutely happening. In fact, one gentleman that I spoke with recently on one of my coaching calls, his name's Trey. He's got 68 listings in three different states. He's basically created his own brand. He's done it within Airbnb, but he's he's well over seven figures. He's doing multiple millions a, a year. There's a, another student of mine. His name's Dave. He's out in Scottsdale, and he he just decided, you know what, I, I, Brian teaches to go get just average properties. I'm going to go out and get a multi-million dollar property. So his first house that he ever, his first owner he ever approached was a multi-million dollar house in Scottsdale, listed it and was like, had like hundred thousand dollars in bookings in his first like 90 days. And we're talking like a, you know, it's like a seven or $8,000 rental. And he just focused on high end rentals. And now he's got high end rentals in La Jolla and really cool places around, around the country. So yeah, it does work on the high end. And and I'm not opposed to owning. I, I have no, no problem with owning. It's a very great way to build wealth if you want to buy a property and then pay it off very fast or build equity in it by doing this thing. It, it can work either way. And so I can teach people how to start with nothing and borrow or basically use other people's properties or to go buy property and build wealth. Either one works. But it's just just a, it's an incredible way to bring in cash flow into your life. Yeah, no, I love it. I absolutely love it. And like I said, I'm I'm immediately inclined. It's like I would really like to do this, but I need to find the right person to do it where I can yeah. go acquire the leases and sign the leases and and you know, off on that and you know, find someone who's 23, 24 really mm-hmm. really hungry and wants to go around and manage that. And so let's talk about that a little bit, right? When that's the one way that you can stand apart as an Airbnb host. And we've got to remember that all of these are rated, right? Someone's going to leave a five-star rating or a two-star rating. And the easiest way for you to stand out is to provide a phenomenal experience when someone walks in with what is the fridge stocked with, right? Um, what's on, yeah. the, what's on yeah. the counter? So what are some of the amenities that you have found work out really well and, and provide that? Well, what I've done is I look at what hotels are doing and by hotels, I mean like the finest hotels in the world. And then I try to copy them as best I can. And so what I looked at is when I stay in a hotel, I, I always walk in and I'm looking at it from a different set of eyes and looking at it like, what are, they, what are they giving me here? What are they offering me? And you'll see things that, you know, typical things like soaps and shampoos and conditioners and lotions and that kind of stuff. But you also see that they're giving you coffee and that some nice hotels will give you complimentary water and and they it, very few will go to this level, but I actually offer free bottle of wine for every guest. And I don't care if you're staying in for one night in one of my properties, every guest gets a free bottle of wine. And I figured out a way to automate that. So it's very, very simple and it doesn't have to cost me a dime. It's actually free for me. Sounds hmm. crazy. Wow. I figured out how to do this and I teach people how to do this. And I say, look, wine is very, very simple. You can go to a wine superstore, like total wine or whatever. And you walk in there and I, I'll talk to the manager and I'll say, show me a Show me a Merlot that's brand new. I need something that's like literally come on the market in the last 30 days. Trying to get market share, yeah. That's very highly rated that people love, that a broad selection of people will love, but I can't. I don't want to go over $5 a bottle for the, for the cost. Mm. 
and he'll bring out a bottle and give me a sample. And he's like, this is a, this wine here. People love this wine. And the reason I'm going for one that is brand new is because even somebody who's a wine snob or knows their wines is never going to have heard of it. It's brand new. It's a brand new brand. Mm. It's a brand new wine. So then I'll take a case of that wine at $5 a bottle and I'll put the case in my listing. And then when my maid service comes in, I instruct them to put out the wine with two, gla- two glasses and a note that says, enjoy your stay. Enjoy the, or I hope you enjoy your, your stay. This bottle of wine is on me, Brian. Now, the first impression they have is, holy crap, wow, this is, didn't expect this, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I teach my students to do is do that kind of thing where you wow people. And that's a fully automated thing. I don't have to do it. In fact, my maid service now goes and buys the wine. They, they just, just build me for the wine. And the way that I do it free is I charge every person that stays in my properties, I charge them a cleaning fee. This is typical on Airbnb. When you stay in Airbnb, you also pay a cleaning fee for the most part, almost all, all cases. So if my cleaning is, say, $80 for my little one bedroom, I'll just charge the guest $90. And so that $10 covers my wine, my shampoo, my paper towels, my toilet paper, everything that has to be replaced, right, every time a guest checks out. And this is exactly what hotels do. You know, they're not giving us anything free. When we check into a hotel, we've already paid for all that stuff that's in the hotel room. And so that's what I do. So I do it for free and I give them that wow experience. And it goes beyond that. I mean, I put mints on the pillows. I mean, I have like, you know, 15 different things that have to be done whenever the maids come into my property to make sure that it's ready for the next guest. And that's something that nobody on Airbnb really does. So you can stand out very quickly doing those kind of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm thinking if you get big enough, right, if you've got 20 or 30 properties, you could easily go private label those bottles. Oh, uh, totally. And then again, add to your brand, right? So I think I think for someone with some ambition here, I think that's kind of you, you need to think about where you want to be three to five years from now and kind of start with the brand and what does that look like? What's the domain? What is your unique proposition going to be, right? And mm-hmm. it's touches like that, that that are going to allow you to do that. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, I think that's a great idea. I never even thought of private labeling. And then you also, then people don't know what the wine is. So they're going to, I mean, I, I have customers, uh, guests all the time that say, well, what is that wine you gave us? It's great. I want to buy some more. And, and I'm almost ashamed to say, well, it's four sixty nine a bottle, you know, but. <laughs> well, what, is, what, I've, what I've learned a long time ago, it's not, assuming the wine is good, what private labeling will do is it allows you to tell them a story. And so what I would do in addition to the bottle is I would, you know, write out a really great story letter about the wine and the vineyard. Where is it from? Who's the, you know, the, it's not Psalm, but essentially the guy that's, that's running and growing the grapes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Napa? Is it the sleepy little town? What's the history behind it? Why is the dirt special? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just go into as much of the story around that, that wine as you can and, you could tell them why that is, those are, you know, it has qualities that you essentially value and that you try to put into your rental properties as well, right? Mm-hmm. Details, luxury, whatever it may be. And now you can, go, you can go above and beyond that too, Mike. I mean, yeah. that's the, the, when you have a luxury property, if you're bringing in, you know, $20,000 a month on your, on your multi-million dollar luxury property. Now you can afford to do some really creative things. I mean, you can give people complimentary dinners. You can give them, you know, here's, here's a limo ride for two to go into down, you know, to go into Scottsdale tonight and right. enjoy dinner on, on me. And you can go on and on and on and on, you know, offering them things like surfboards. If you have a place at the beach or here's some free bikes that you can use while you stay here. And, you know, all these kind of amenities that you can start adding on that, uh, that really, it's, it's, it's fun. It's like being your own hotelier a little bit, but you don't have any of the headaches, the day-to-day headaches, because 
you know, you can outsource all these things. So I don't clean properties. I don't have to go meet with the guests. I don't have to give them the keys. I don't even have to accept their or answer their messages. I have somebody that will do that 24 hours a day. So that's, that's the brilliance of, of owning a business versus being in the business and being an employee or running your own, you know, B and B essentially. So obviously if this is your, your first time doing this, you're going to go look for your first property. Let's say you're going to lease it. It's all about risk management, right? So mm-hmm. what kind of lease terms are you looking for? Are you trying to find the shortest possible that you can? Do you negotiate and try to get it below market? How does that work? That's a great question. So the only risk to doing this is that you are signing a lease. And when I started in the business, I didn't know there were any, there was any other option. I was just like, I got to get control of this property, get permission from the owner. And by the way, I make sure it's a win-win for the owner. I'll make sure the owner knows exactly what I'm doing and they're on board with everything. But then as I went forward and I started teaching my students, you know, I, some of them started reaching out and saying, hey, I got this owner that wants to partner with me. They don't even want me to sign a lease. And I was like, that's brilliant. Why can't we do, why can't we do partnerships with owners? Mm. So there's two ways to do it. The first way is you sign a lease, you get written permission. You essentially just have a little addendum. It's a little, just basically a one page form that goes in the back of a standard lease. And it just says, you know, you want that the owner understands that Brian's not going to live in the property. He's going to be welcoming short term guests in the property. And that at no time is he subleasing because a sublease is an actual written document that someone else is going to pay the lease. That's not, that doesn't happen, right? When you stay in a hotel, you're not subleasing the hotel. You're just a guest. So it's the same thing. It just outlines what I'm doing and gives permission that for me to have guests come and go in the property. Now, if they sign that and I have this in the back of the lease, now I get to control that property for the next 12 months or six months, which is what most people want. But there's another way to go, which is you can approach an owner and say, Hey, I saw that you have this property on Craigslist. That's for rent. You're trying to find a renter. What if I could show you a way that you could actually make more per month than you're, you're currently listing it for and do it in a way that doesn't require any extra work, doesn't require any extra cost for you, nothing. And then they're like, hmm, tell me. And you're like, all right, you're asking 1500 for this property. Well, what if I were to list this on Airbnb and I were to manage the listing, manage the guest, I'm 100% take care of everything. And the first $1,600 or $1,700 goes to you. And, and anything over that, I get to keep, you know, if, if we have any profit on the property, that's one way. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to the owner and say, look, I want to list the property and we'll just split the profits. And I have a feeling it'll make more than the 1500 you're asking. And we'll just split it 50, 50 and I will manage everything. You will never have to deal with guests. You'll never have to do anything. And so then you're not signing a lease. And if you do that with an owner, of course, you don't sign a lease. You just do month to month agreement. And that's, that's the way to do it. There's two different ways to do it. You partner with the owner or you just control the lease. I, I don't mind signing a lease myself because I want to have 100% of the profit. Well, I was going to say that you're just giving away money at that point, which if you don't yeah, have but a it choice. Takes that scary, it takes that scary thing away because so yeah. a lot of people when they're starting out, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to sign my name to this lease. And what happens, what happens if it doesn't work? And so I like to say, look, for your first listing, why don't you just partner with an owner? And at any point, if either of you are not happy, you can just part ways and it's no, there's no skin off your back and you can target people that have furnished properties. So you go after the, the you know, the, the Mr. Homeowner or, or Sally homeowner that has a, a furnished little apartment or condo and there's really no risk to you. And, and you can just block your calendar on Airbnb. You can just say, all right, I'm only going to accept bookings for 60 days out. And so then you can tell them, look, if, you, if this doesn't work for any reason, I need 60 days notice and that way I can get my guests out of the property. And that, that's the way you do it. And it's, it's obviously cool. you need to be covered. You need to be covered here in a worst case scenario. So do you, do you have just typical renters insurance or, and I bring this up because this is a new thing that's come down the radar here from an Uber Lyft perspective. 
Uh, and I found this out because one of my best friends was hit by a Lyft driver the other day uh, who, oh, who had a fare. And it was the Lyft driver's fault. Unfortunately, a young kid. And what most people don't know, because this is a new regulation change, is that if you're one of these service providers and on the clock and you have an accident, your standard car insurance does not cover you. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if there's a similar type of situation with Airbnb rentals and what kind of insurance you need. That's a great question. Okay. Well, Airbnb has two different kinds of guarantees that they give every member. And I'll explain what those are and also uh, what you can do beyond that. But they give you basically a host protection insurance. So they give you a liability coverage up to a million dollars. That's for every member of Air, every person on Airbnb. And they also give you a $1 million damage insurance policy, essentially. Now, it's not foolproof because Airbnb has to approve it or, you know, essentially any claim that goes through them, they have to say yes or no to. But there is a way to do it where you're 100% covered. And I teach my students to do this, which is you can get supplemental insurance. And nowadays, there's all kinds of companies that have sprung up that are specifically tailored to do just this. They insure people that are essentially running a B&B out of a property. And they will give you not only liability coverage, but full damage coverage of any kind, no matter what happens to the property. And essentially what I do is I just make the owner the person that benefits the beneficiary on that policy. And mm -hmm. it, they don't have to be expensive. And we're talking 50, 100 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a little drop in the bucket for what you bring in on the property. And it, it, it usually equates to about one night's stay in the place. And so I just, if an owner is really adamant about that, I can say, look, I'll just, how about I, this? I'll just insure your property above and beyond your insurance policy that you already have. And if anything happens, you'll get paid and it'll cover all these things. And so that's the way you do it if you want to be 100%. So now you're, you're insured basically three times. You're insured by the owner's policy. <laughs> you're insured by the policy you just purchased and you're insured by Airbnb. Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. what, good good question. Yeah. What if we, what have I not asked? What have you not asked? Uh, why would owners want to do this? That, uh, yeah. Great one. That <laughs> was, that was uh, on my head earlier for sure. That's one of the first things people ask. Why in the world would an and owner the, do this? The, the specific question I had was how many owners do you need to approach before you get a yes on this? Because I, I, it requires some sales and education for sure. It does. Okay. Well, first of all, let's start with why they would do this. Most owners... The question is, it doesn't, or the answer is, it really doesn't matter why they, why they don't do this themselves. But I've never approached an owner and told them what I'm going to do. And then they say, oh, I'm going to take my property off the market and do that myself. That's a great idea. They don't say that. If they already knew about Airbnb, they'd be doing it generally. And so you got to put yourself in the mind of an owner. Most owners don't have just one investment property. They got multiple. And when they have a vacancy, they only care about one thing. They want to get it filled. And they want to make sure that that tenant that is filling that property is not only going to pay on time, but it's going to maintain and take care of the property. And if you can show that you're going to do those two things and it's going to be no extra work for them, then they may consider it. Now, a lot of owners, yes, they will say no to this. I found it's like a one in seven rule, right? You'll, you'll talk to seven owners. You go look at seven rentals that are available, whatever, whatever Craigslist or you know, realtor.com or any of these sites that you can find rentals. And you'll talk to seven people, which you can do in a Saturday or a Sunday. Just go look at these places. And one of them out of seven will say yes, or they'll say, I'll consider it. And then, but the longer you do it, the better you get at it. I mean, I have, I have so much credibility because I have so many owners that have done it that I can just say, look, here's, here's all these nine people, 10, 12 people, whatever that have done this with me. You can call any of them. Here's their phone numbers and ask them what they think. Yeah. And so you get better as you go. But quite frankly, it's got to be a win, win, win. It's got to be a win for the owner. It's got to be a win for us. It's got to be a win for the guests. And some owners just quite frankly are just like, no, I don't get it. I'm not interested. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. I don't have to get a bunch of these things. I mean, just a couple of these things can completely radically change 
your income because I mean, I have students that are on like four or five. That's all they have four or five properties and they're doing well over six figures a year like mm-hmm. net. Right. It's incredible because it doesn't take very many. I mean, to, to, to start building up the income, you know, I think the typical, I just read this, the typical paycheck in the United States every two weeks is about $1,600. And I have listings that make more than that. And I have many students that have listing one listing that makes more than that. So just the ability to go out and get a property, set it up on Airbnb and to be profitable in the first 30 days. I don't know any business that you can do that. I mean, you're talking a couple thousand bucks or a few thousand bucks out of your pocket. It's just a, yeah. it's a really cool way to make cash flow, And it's all about cash flow when it comes to real estate. So where can people go to learn your system, essentially? Like, I'm super interested. So where would I go to figure out how to learn how to do all this? Great question. Well, you know, th- there's a lot, of, a lot of things to this. There's a lot of moving parts. And I couldn't teach you everything in the short time that we have. So what I did is I basically put together basically a training, a free training where you can just learn how I did this. I'll tell you not only like my whole story about how I got involved, but I'll show you my account. I'll take you inside my account. I'll show you each of my properties, what they earn, how, how it works, how I found them. Not only that, I'll show you as well, like you can hear from my students. Other people have gone out and done this that didn't know anything about Airbnb, don't have real estate experience and went out and did the exact same that I, thing that I teach. And the easiest way is just to come register for the free training. And it's at bnbwebinar.com. That's B, N as a Nancy, B, like Airbnb, webinar.com. And you can go there, sign up to register, and I'll just teach you exactly what I did. I'll give you my very best stuff. I'll give my very best tips if you want to learn how to do this. And then you can see if it's something you might want to try. And, and I've had many people go through the same exact free training and come out the other side. And within 30 days, my goal is to get you your first listing within 30 days and get your second listing by 60 days. That's the goal. You can go faster or slower than that, but that's that's the goal that I have for my students. Very cool. Very cool. And I, I think I might be shooting myself in the foot with this, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> okay. If you're uh, a young, ambitious individual who lives in Austin, Texas, and you want to pursue this, and you want to work with me and partner with me on it, I would be interested in finding the right individual to do that where you can essentially go identify and run this entire operation and I will fund it. And then we will uh, put together some kind of win-win arrangement financially to make it worth everybody's while. Because I would love to pursue this. I don't have the time to do it, but I've got, I've got the funding to do it. So I think the best way to hit me up on that would be to just email my team or just email mike at mikedillard.com or mike at selfmademan.com. And uh, I'll make sure my support team gets your email over to me. But yeah, I, I love this idea. This is one of the best business ideas I've heard in years. So congrats, Brian. Thanks for putting this together for everybody and, and sharing it with us here on the podcast and uh, for spending the time to master uh, this methodology and the system that you put together. Well, thanks, Mike. I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan of yours. You've taught me a lot over the last couple of years, just indirectly from your teachings and uh, it's a great privilege to be here. And I hope that anybody who comes and uh, comes to the free training, that you get a lot of value out of it. I, uh, I promise you, I'll, I'll give you the best that I have. And uh, thank you again for letting me be on today. I really appreciate it. Awesome, brother. Well, guys, go to bnbwebinar.com to check it out. And I think it'd be crazy not to pursue this. This is a life-changing opportunity with very little risk and a very, very high upside for many years to come. So thank you again. And as always, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.